So Mia, what is up? How are you? Well, I'm doing so well. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Actually, it's freezing today. I went outside for a body rock class at like eight in the morning. Yeah. Well, my ankles were the only thing that was there. And like, thankfully, it was a really, really close walk. So I only had to go outside for like five, 10 minutes. But yeah. Great. Can't wait to go outside. I have to go outside in well, I'm going to um I'm going to Ghost in Williamsburg. So I have to oh. hop on the L a little bit later and make my way over. But I have I have um ankle socks on, so my ankles are covered. What'd you do last night? How was your night last night? Um, it was amazing. I went to this restaurant that Pearl recommended called Cafe Savarsky oh, on the, the Upper East Side. Will die mads. Like you have to go. It's so vibey in there. There's someone playing jazz on the piano. Um, like there's a selection of all these amazing European Austrian oh cakes. I know you went to Boucherie. You go to Boucherie? Oh, it was so divine. Pearl and I were eating and just enjoying ourselves, and then all of a sudden. I started yawning and I was like, that's so weird. Why am I so tired? And she picked up her phone and it was literally 11. We were there for four hours and we were like, oh my God, we've, are you kidding me? Like our waiters probably hate us. This is so bad. We need to go. Like we need to go home now. Those are the, the actually like di- dinners like that are the best. Like even just nights like that. Ugh, that's kind of how, like last night, it was me and my really, really, like my best friend, but I haven't seen her in a long time. And mm-hmm. we had drinks first and the waiter kept coming around being like, are you ready to order? Are you ready to order? And we're like, we have Hello. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Th- no, those are the best nights. And Boucherie was phenomenal. It was on 53rd. So it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Um, not, not in the middle of nowhere, but like there's nothing else to really do around there um but it was so worth it the space was insane it, the restaurant went from all the way from 53rd to 54th street like it was that long okay there was an entrance on both sides it was crazy adding it to my list yeah yeah have to go cafe sabarski is in a museum it's, oh my god i'm not sure exactly what the museum is not gonna lie but you you would absolutely love it like well Ooh, you go to cafe Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so let's get into the questions everyone wants to know the answers to. When I put up a Q&A asking people who they wanted me to bring on, your name got brought up a thousand times. People want to know you. They want to know who you are. So let's just get into the basics. I want to know how you started your Instagram and how you got into healthy eating. Have you always been into it? Just give me the background on everything. Yes. Okay. Um, that's so cute, first of all. Um, but basically, hello, everyone. My name is Mia, um, Mia Rose Miller on Instagram. Previously, healthyish Mia, um, but we're taking kind of a transit. We're in a transitional period. What a throwback. Oh, my God. Um, but basically, I mean, I feel like I started out like pretty much everyone else. I just was um, in college for the first time, like alone, and I have always been a foodie, but, you know, was starting to cook for myself. And I just was randomly posting these meals that I was eating at restaurants and meals that I was cooking at home. But then I started taking it actually more seriously during the pandemic when we all went home. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, 
what am I going to do with my days now? Um, I guess I'll just cook a lot. And (laughs) um, like, I got really into making food look super aesthetic and just taking photos of what I was eating became like a creative outlet for me, Mm -hmm. uh, which I feel like is like what happened to a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. then as far as like healthy eating, like wellness, that whole thing, um, definitely I grew up like my mom's a marathon runner. Dad's like uh, does mountain biking every single weekend. Super. I didn't know your mom ran marathons. Like every holiday we'd go on would be like some crazy like hiking trip. Back. So just like really active family. Um, yeah. Really healthy family, I guess. And so, um, but at the same time, like really big foodie. Um, my mom, like I lived in Hong Kong for sixteen years, which is literally. Food capital of Asia, well, people will argue, but <laughs> the food there is so good. Um, and yeah, I mean, everywhere you go, food is such a big part of the culture. But so, did your mom and dad like who was was there a cook in your family? Like, did you learn how to cook from your parents, or did you just kind of figure it out on your own? Yeah, that's it. I definitely, even though my parents did cook, they definitely did not like, I just picked it up kind of by watching other people on like YouTube and um, following other Instagram accounts and seeing what they were making. Cause like, no, my parents do not eat like oatmeal for breakfast and stuff, which. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's like the same with my parents, my, my parents, I was actually talking to Isabel Izzy yesterday about it. My parents growing up the, extent to their meals or my mom's meals were Trader Joe's frozen foods, like the orange chicken every single night. Like that was the extent to everything. And so definitely didn't learn cooking skills from them. Like my dad can make cereal. Yes. And that's it. That's my dad. Sometimes when he doesn't know what to eat, will literally make spaghetti and ketchup. (gasps) Oh my God. We don't talk about it, but he does love, like, I don't know. He's a, he's a weird guy. He is a foodie, but also just doesn't care sometimes so I feel like dads most dads like don't care like my dad sent me a picture of his lunch quote quote the other day and it was literally turkey with cheese wrapped inside of it and mayo and like a line of mayo on the top and he was like post this on your Instagram but I feel like the pandemic everyone who I've spoken to in the wellness or food sort of realm on Instagram, the pandemic helped so much because I feel like most people didn't have time to kind of explore their passions and health and wellness before the pandemic because you just, you didn't have time to do that. You were doing other things. And then the pandemic just forced you to be inside and there's not much else to do. Like I remember the whole banana bread phase where even people who weren't in even into food, everyone was just making banana bread and everyone was in the kitchen because what else could you do? I mean, that's, it's like right in front of you. So I feel like the pandemic, if it didn't happen, I don't even know, at least for myself, I don't even know if I would have this account and and know you and know everyone else. I don't even know where everything would be. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And another thing, like going off that, when we were, at least for me, like I was just at home with my family, like not seeing any of my friends. A lot of my friends were back, like they didn't go home, so they were still at school or they were all across the country. 
So it was hard to stay in contact with them. But at, but then being on Instagram and like seeing people posting every single day and like making mm-hmm. connections online mm-hmm. was honestly like a way for me to stay sane and like stay having those connections with real people online right. and in another way because we couldn't see I couldn't see my friends and they were posting on social media every day. So I had no idea what they were doing, but I did know what my social media friends were doing. And so honestly, like Instagram and social media truly helped me stay sane during the pandemic. And it's also like, I feel like that's when I started following you and someone else. Like that's when I found out about all these wellness people and it's, crazy because now we're just like friends and I consider like a lot of these people just my friends so yeah it's honestly wild that's another thing just the amount of friends and connections made through social media is so crazy and I know it's different for everyone but at least you and I I know have had the most amazing experiences with making friends through social media I mean I obviously met you through social media and now I don't even think about that when I'm hanging out with you. Like, I don't think about the fact that we met on Instagram. That's so crazy to me. And our friendship isn't, yes, the basis of it. We connected because of food, but there's just so much more to it. Oh, not to get into our friendship or anything. Oh, that's so <laughs> in regards to social media and food, I know that obviously – there, we've had such great experiences and it can be so great, but it can be toxic as well for a lot of people. So I want to know what your take is on having a relationship with social media and food and wellness and the whole that girl aesthetic and and what's what's your relationship with social media and all that been like? Yeah, I know that. I think we have a similar perspective on this, but I feel like it's actually about the person that's consuming the content, you as a viewer, are you in a good headspace? Can you watch what I eat in a days? Can you watch that girl aesthetic videos? And absolutely feel like, is this triggering for you? Um, if it, it's all about the individual and there have been points in my life where like my mental health has been lower. So I do mm-hmm. feel sometimes like watching those videos has been hard for me in the past because especially when you're younger, I feel like, like when I was um, like a sophomore in college, just starting my account, I would really compare myself to like everyone else's what I eat in the days. Um, Because I don't know, I think just being younger, you're more impressionable on social media. Like you look up to the, the bigger accounts that have been there for a long time. And you're like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. And you don't know any better. Um, But number one, like now being on the other side and, and also growing up, I feel like I've really made that separation between just like comparing myself to others. And I, I, I honestly think that does come with age and just like now being an adult working a full-time job, like in the city, I don't have time. I literally don't have time to compare myself to or care really about what other people are consuming. Absolutely. And yeah, I totally agree with the idea that your mindset and where you are in your life and your own security and stability has everything to do with your relationship with social media in regards to food and wellness and everything because 
I, there was a time where I would compare all of my what I eat in a days to everyone else's what I eat in days online. And I for sure thought that if I ate like someone else, I would look like them because that's what they're doing and they look like this. So why wouldn't that happen to me? And, and, you know, you always see like every, everybody is different. Like don't compare, but when you're younger and you're just vulnerable and, and not as wise as we are now, you don't understand that and you don't believe that. And it's so hard because you just feel so trapped in this box of just insecurity and you're looking for some way to get out and some way to feel better and to, and to look better and to like yourself more. And so you're going to believe what social media is telling you because there's so many people that you're looking up to and so many fitness influencers and, and they look like they have their lives together and they know exactly what they're doing. So it's so easy to believe everything that you see on social media and the whole what I eat in a day videos. I, I don't post them anymore. I used to years ago, but now I don't just because I've had my own personal awful experiences and I know that they can be triggering for some people. And while it is your choice to watch what you watch and it's your choice to be on social media and you control whether you watch these things or not, I know that it's going to get to some people and this, and these, what I eat in a day videos are going to get into the heads of some people and it's just not going to be good. But I also am at a point where I enjoy watching other people's what I eat in a day videos because like, ooh, meal inspiration. Like, like they're eating like such great meals in a day. Like it's, it is inspiring now, but when you're younger, you just don't know, you don't know enough and, and you have so much time to be overthinking everything. So yeah, I feel like I, I totally agree with, with everything you're saying. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that we've had similar experiences because we can relate on that level to the fact that you choose what you consume. And I think that's a huge thing because people, at least when I was younger, I thought that unfollowing someone was the biggest deal. And it was going to start drama and just, just, it was such a big deal. Unfollowing someone is no big deal. It's seriously the least important crazy thing in the world and unfollow just means you don't want to consume their content has nothing it's nothing personal a lot of times you just aren't interested and I feel like people need to start curating their feeds to be a lot more specific and instead of following a thousand people you don't really care about a thousand people's feeds follow 500 people just narrow down what you want to consume in a day but I feel like everyone is kind of leading towards that mindset now I feel like everyone's kind of transitioning what's what's your I want to go more into the the that girl aesthetic what's what's your take on that well it's funny because in some ways I feel like people probably look at us and like think that we're trying to be that like that girl that girl (laughs) I don't think like I'm actually not that girl aesthetic anymore like yeah I do Pilates and I (laughs) like I like to make smoothies but I also I don't have that like extremely during my day to day. I don't have that extremely aesthetic lifestyle. And I feel like it's very easy to make it look like we do on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, we work from home together sometimes. Like it's literally 
us like at our computer all day, every day, like typing. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I don't consider myself in the realm of that girl aesthetic. It's funny though, because from my perspective, you do have a that girl aesthetic. Yeah. And your life on Instagram and TikTok looks extremely aesthetic, even when you're doing your videos, like a very realistic day, going to work and everything. It's still so aesthetically pleasing. And I posted a TikTok the other day and it was it was like that. It was like um, very realistic morning in my life and it was like raining outside and I like got caught in the rain whatever and I made a video and I was like most of my videos are very aesthetically pleasing like blah blah blah. and some girl commented she was like this is still aesthetic like and I was like oh you know what you're right because Matt's but it's all about finding the beauty in like the little everyday simple things like sorry that I don't know. Sorry that I want to make my desk setup look cute so that I don't, right. you know, because otherwise, I don't know. It's all about finding the little simple beauties and making sure if if that is making mundane things like look quote unquote aesthetic or whatever, then like. So be it. So be it. It's yeah. Happy. Like. <laughs> right. Completely agree. Also, I've been thinking about it. I feel like even we not hyping us up, but creatives in general just have an eye for aesthetics and for making super basic things look nice in photographs. And we're obviously not photog- like professional photographers, but we know how to take a good picture. And that's what that's literally what we do. Like that's part it of it. It started our- with the food. Yes. And it started with the food. And we've been taking pictures and perfecting our own ways of taking pictures for years. So it's just, even when we're not trying to be that girl type of aesthetic or just aesthetically pleasing in general, the majority of what we do and what we take pictures of is just going to be aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing, even if we're not like trying to make it that way. Like when I did the, the morning video, a realistic morning, supposed to not be aesthetic, but it still was. That's just because that's the way that I film and that's the way that I take videos and that's that nothing's that's just the way that I do it. It's nothing. It's not like I'm trying extra hard. I'll say, oh, my gosh, wait, I I literally say this to like other people, my other friends. Yeah. Podcast listeners. This is the inside tea. Mads is the best person at this ever. Like everything you do is so authentic. You I'll literally be walking with you. You'll like snap a random pic. I'm like, what, what? Okay. Then I'll see the picture later and be like, this is a beautiful picture. It looks oh like I, if I didn't, wasn't with you and would have seen you take it in like two seconds, I would have thought you were standing there for like half an hour trying to get the perfect angle, but no, you are the best at it. Like not to. Oh my God. That's literally the best compliment ever. Thank you so much. I just, oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. I didn't even know that. You've never told me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. I just, I feel like also a part of, of what I love just about photography in general and capturing things is the candidness of it. Like I, I hate it when photos look extra posed, even though the majority of them are obviously like, like yesterday when we were at public I, it wasn't like a, 
oh, like, we're just walking by here. Take a, like, snap a pic of me. I was like, Isabel, let's go downstairs and take pictures. And we took a bunch. I mean, it only took, like, two minutes, but still, it was posed. But just more more candid photos and, like, like when we're walking outside. Oh, like yesterday, we were walking outside, uh, me and Isabel, on our walk home. And just, I was like, oh, stop. So, like, stand right here. Picture, 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 picture. And then they turn out so good. And I feel like those are the best ones when it's just – very candid. And I also think that Instagram is, I know there's a big, there's big talk about it now. Casual Instagram is coming back Mm -hmm. and just more real life photos and less edited and, and less posed and less staged and just real life photos are coming back because I feel like everyone has such a curated and specific aesthetic now with lighting and moodiness and everything and I think it's becoming overwhelming and it's it used to be very niche and now kind of everyone does it and I feel like that's just that's just what trends are I mean everyone starts to do it and then it goes away and then something else comes back and so I feel like the casual Instagram is definitely coming back now I know people talk about um do you follow Emma Chamberlain yes yes I don't follow her. I've listened to one of her podcasts and it was great. Oh, I listened to I, her podcasts. You listen to them a lot? Yeah. Ooh. You would like her podcast, I think. What other podcasts do you listen to? Um, I listen to Anything Goes by with Emma, Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. Pretty basic because I'm obsessed with Rish, Miss Remy Ashton, Remy Cruz. Who's that? He's like one of my favorite influencers or whatever from LA. Ooh. Okay. Positive, good person. I love her vlogs. Her and her boyfriend are so cute. Oh. Any confidential, of course. Like obviously. That wait, you listened you were talking about the podcast that they just did, the like twenty twenty two things that they learned or something. Yeah, ten the ten lessons that they learned in twenty twenty two. Have you listened to that one? Oh my god, was that an amazing podcast episode? So freaking good. I learned so much and it was one of their shorter episodes too. It was just, what was my, I, I talked about it. Let me pull up my post. I know I just talked about it on. That was one where I was like, I need to be taking notes. (laughs) Oh, oh yes. They, one of the lessons that they learned was, or one of the things that they took away was you are not for everyone. So stop trying to be. And that one, I mean, they talked about it for like 10 minutes. That stuck so hard because at least for me personally, I used to be the biggest people pleaser. And just as long as everyone else was happy, I didn't need to be happy, but everyone else's happiness made me happy. And I felt like I was just the yes man. And I would just yes everyone to make everyone else happy and to try and please everyone. And at the end of the day, yes, make making other people happy, of course, is going to make you happy. But deep down, I wasn't happy with myself because I felt like I was just changing myself and curating myself to each and every person I was with at the time to kind of just make them happy. And they talked about that a lot. And they said the most successful people and the happiest people are not well liked by everyone. And even if you are an angel, a saint, heaven on earth person, 
there's still going to be people out there who you're just not their cup of tea, like no matter what. And so knowing that, even knowing that there's just no reason to try. There's absolutely no reason to try because the only consistent person in your life is you. People come and go all the time. There's just no point in trying to please everyone. You're not going to be able to do anything for yourself in life if you keep doing that. Oh, that part just got to me. It was so good. They're, I love their podcast. I feel like they just spit out everything and anything. Yeah, every episode, even sometimes I look at the title and I'm like, I don't think this one is going to be my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And then some, I'll have some like crazy thought and I'm where do they live? Are they in LA? Austin, Texas. No way. In LA, but they moved. Oh, Austin's kind of popping now. Did you know that it's the health food capital of America? Austin, Texas? That's where whole I, did. Are you kidding? No. What? No. Like I knew it was a big I knew it was a big foodie area, but I didn't know it was a health food area. Pretty sure like so many of our like favorite like whatever companies started in Austin I think don't quote me on this but like Hugh Kitchen those types of oh oh my god okay well that's the next trip actually I'm going oh my god I'm going to Austin Texas I think for a wedding next year in 2023 yes ma'am um my my best friend my best friend her brother just got engaged and they haven't sent out the invite list or anything, but um, Miranda and I, our plan, like even if we don't get invited, we're still crashing because obviously like, come on, how you, you're really not going to want us at your wedding. Come on. It's going to be a great time. So we're crashing regardless and it's going to be in Austin. So trip to Austin, but on the topic of cities, I want to transition into our last topic, which is New York city because The best city ever, debatably, but as of now, best city ever, you are here, you've been here, you've been living here for a little bit now. I want to know how your transition was because so many people our age are wanting to move to New York or are in the transition of moving to New York and people want to know what was the transition like, what are your tips, what are the pros and cons, just tell me about your experience with moving to New York. Okay. <laughs> so many thoughts that this could genuinely be an entire podcast season of moving to New York. Okay, episode two coming soon. No, literally, it is so over glamorized. Okay, it, <laughs> it is the best city in the world. It truly is. But it's right. also so over glamorized, so yep. overhyped. It is mentally a very challenging city to live in and oh, yeah. nobody really talks. They do talk about it, but you just ignore it. You don't listen to it. You're like, no, right. handle it. Like I lived in Hong Kong. That's like another huge city. Um, but no, it, it will find every way to kick you out and you have to stay in. Like yep. um, the transition was honestly, like I haven't really opened up about this, but it was really, really hard. Like my mental health during the summer when I just, when I first moved was probably at an all time low. Um, I was not taking care of myself mentally or physically. Like I stopped doing the things I loved. And I think that also goes along with the transition of starting a nine to six or like nine to five at the time. I just rushed 
I didn't even go to my in-person graduation. Like I literally picked up my a suitcase, moved across. I didn't know anything about New York. I didn't know. I was staying with my friend on the Upper West Side. Um, but just like I didn't know anything. I was so naive. I'm still naive. Like we're both very young still, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. And only now, six months later, six, seven-ish, am I feeling like, oh, okay, actually comfortable and like actually starting to feel like it's home. Right. But it took a lot. It's a lot and it will run you down. I mean, this city is just so fast paced and there's so much overstimulation, you know, that you can't go outside and go for generally a nice, quiet, just walk without something happening or sirens or people screaming and yelling and just everything going on, which you get used to. But after it's just, it's a lot. There's, there's a lot. And, and I feel like the overall environment here is just, you need to be doing 500 things at once. Otherwise, what are you doing? Don't be lazy, which can be so motivating. And I feel like it is such a great city to live in, in your twenties, because this is the time where you're working on yourself and working on your career and figuring out what you want to do. And, and this is the time when you have the most energy to, to be in a fast paced city like this, at least in my opinion, I don't see myself being here for more than another two years max, just because And props to everyone who, I mean, maybe you grew up here, but props to everyone who can stay here longer than that. It's just a lot. And yeah, you get used to it, but the overstimulation and the the go, 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 go all the time is not something that at least I want to get used to like forever. But what's, I know a lot of people ask, at least I get a lot of messages on on how do you meet people in the city? How do you make friends? Like, what ha- what do you do when you move to a city and and you don't know anyone? What's what's your best advice to anyone who's having this trouble? Well, I think another thing about New York that people talk about now, but I didn't really I didn't listen again is that like it's actually really small and everybody knows each other somehow. Right. There's a connection. Um, right. So I think that for me, I moved here. I had my cousin, my best friend of many, many years who like I was staying with on the West Side, now my roommate, whatever. And those were my two really close people that I knew before moving. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody else, actually, well, I had another really good friend from high school, but that's whatever. Everybody else I met through other people, social media, working like my, my co-workers um yeah honestly that's it I, I think that like for me the best part about having a presence on social media has been the connections that I've been able to make because mm-hmm. no way would I have met like you know we're such we're so close now we wouldn't even yeah. know each other you know, without Instagram, without social media, whatever. And I don't think that you have to necessarily have like any type of following to still make connections on social media or just online. I see, you know, so many people, so many TikToks that are just like, 
hey, I, I like need more girlfriends and I'd love to go to brunch with you guys. Like comment if you're down. Yeah. And people comment. And then my friend, Charlotte, you remember Charlotte from? Yeah. She went to one of those and had like the best time ever. She's no way. Bottomless brunch with these girlies from TikTok. And she had like such a great time. And I'm pretty sure they're all still in contact now. This was like a long time ago. But um, oh my God, that's so cool. I think it's really about putting yourself out there and just being open to meeting people through ways that you may not have thought in the past like you know you're not in classes with people anymore so you're not going to meet people that way agreed and I think it can be hard for some people especially if you're an introvert or a homebody and you don't generally like going out and and being around people who you don't necessarily know or feel comfortable with but you just I agree you just have to put yourself out there because at least for me, even I'm not the type of person to go out every single weekend at all. And it takes a lot sometimes to go to a social event, especially if it's people who you don't generally know. And I'm like, Oh, I would rather I would really just rather stay at home and take a bath and do something by myself than go and, and force myself to go to an event with people I don't know. But you need to look at it. Like, What's the worst that could happen if you push yourself to be in a situation with new people? What's the worst that could happen? You don't like them and then you come home. So what? That's two hours of your life where you would have been just like taking a bath. You can do that any other time. The worst that could happen is that time is gone. But so many crazy things could happen. You could meet the the best people in your life at whatever you're going to or or even just I feel like little things like going to a cafe by yourself and starting a conversation with someone next to you about the book they're reading, just the little things you just need to be willing to go outside of your comfort zone and talk to anyone and everyone because you never know. You never know. I, oh my gosh, I was talking to Pearl. Do you know who Andy Cohen is? Oh my God, why does no one know who Andy Cohen is? He, do you know who Anderson Cooper is? Yeah. So Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen run their New Year's Eve special every year. Super drunk. Yes. Oh, you saw the TikToks. Yeah, they get super blackout drunk every year and it's amazing. So Andy Cohen, long, long story short, he is just wild on his Instagram like his Instagram stories are absolutely wild like he he had this whole series where he lives in West Village he was like walking down this one street and this one house had all this junk outside of their apartment he's like whose junk is this he's like recording himself on a story he's like whose junk is this on Bank Street you need to get this junk out of here like he is just out there and one time it was I think it was last year it was SantaCon or maybe two years ago And he was recording from his apartment window, these like frat guys on their roof playing Pong in Santa suits. And he's like, what are these little Santas doing? What like this looks so bad. I don't know what's going on. He kept filming them. And then they saw it on his story. So they messaged him. They're like, that's us. Like, come to our party. Come to our SantaCon party. And he was like, he was like, no, like you guys are strangers. And they were like, every friend was once a stranger. And he was like, Actually, yeah. So he went to their party and then ended up having them on his show and his big, he has it like printed out in his house. Like every friend was once a stranger. It's literally the funniest thing, but I think about 
it's mm-hmm. so silly because he's such a silly guy but like that quote every friend was once a stranger it's so true and you're never there's always going to be situations that are uncomfortable and and you're nervous to, to to message someone or to say hi to someone the worst that could happen is you don't vibe they don't respond like nothing bad's going to happen literally never have to see them again exactly I have one more thing to say about this topic because I think like you mentioned, you know, go out at night and things like that. But also like think about what you like, because if you don't like to go out at night, you're not going to meet the type of people that you want to be friends with or associate on a night out. So true. You like to go to the gym. If you like Pilates, if you like to wake up early, you know, like, like we do. Yes. Um, Then start talking to people at your Pilates studio or like go to a gym and start. Don't try to meet your friend group at like a club. If you hate clubbing or something. That is actually the most important thing that you could have ever said. And I didn't even think about that. That is so true. Don't be forcing yourself to go out clubbing. If you don't actually like clubbing to meet people. And I think when I was talking about like, going out to like events and like things that make you uncomfortable I think I was more in my head thinking about like if if your co-workers are having a little dinner or something like that and you're not that close with them still go because why not it's it's like not a big deal but yeah don't force yourself to go do things that you wouldn't normally want to do because then you're not meeting the type of people in your niche yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely true I think that we covered a lot of bases here. We could definitely talk about New York and transitioning for hours and days at a time. But well, I I feel like we covered so much, but we could have gone so much deeper into every topic also. Like oh, I yeah. have so many things to say about like that girl aesthetic, whatever. We could we could talk for hours, honestly. Oh yeah, no, this was just surface. We will take another episode and go deeper into other questions, but these were definitely the the most common questions, at least that I get just generally on a daily basis. I'm sure you get similar ones too, but thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing everything. It was so nice to speak with you in a podcast setting. Um, I will be sharing this soon and I hope to have you on again another time so fun it's nice because we chat like this on a day-to-day basis I feel like I mean we see each other pretty often so it's just fun that it's like recorded now and we can listen back to our conversation that we would have just had anyways right like this is just such a normal conversation Um, but thank you so much for having me on um it was super fun Yay. And where, where can everyone find you? What's your Instagram? Yes. Instagram is Mia Rose Miller with an underscore and my name. A lot of people think it's Maya, but it is, it is M-Y-A. Um, and then I'm trying to get better at TikTok 2022. I told myself get back on TikTok. So it's also Mia Rose Miller. Perfect. All right, everyone go follow Mia and we will talk to you later.